Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com slash essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot com slash essential. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features Michelle Tillis Letterman. Michelle is a Forbes Top 25 networking expert, speaker, and author of four books. She's known for helping people work better together to advance their individual impact. The part of Boost she addresses during our conversation is build your brand and optimize relationships. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thanks, Kelly. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, for those folks that may be tuning in and don't know who Michelle Tillis Letterman is, can you tell us a little bit about just sort of your background and and just really what do you do? How do you serve the business community? Well, anytime anybody asks anything about me, I always love to start with uh, the non-work stuff. So I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm an animal lover. I uh, am a world traveler. And I also am an author mm. and a speaker and a dreamer <laughs> nice. um, because I think it's really important for us to share more than what we do if we really want to connect. And that's my platform. That's what I'm all about. And that's how I serve the community is for people to understand how to communicate to connect and that relationship-based business and relationship-based business building is how you're going to get the success that you look for. Awesome. So, you know, you've got my, my ears are like on high alert when you said adrenaline junkie. So give us an example of something that drives your adrenaline. Uh, well, I didn't know I was an adrenaline junkie until my husband told me after I made him jump out of a plane. Um, <laughs> Hopefully he was wearing a parachute. <laughs> he was attached to somebody else with a parachute. Um, we have gone scuba diving with sharks. We have gone on dives at 140 feet. We have, I could not convince him to, to do a, a drop into the jungle and climb our way out. Um, but I said that if we ever get back to Belize, we're doing it. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, you know, and that's a great segue into this whole, that what you mentioned before that really sort of made me smile was this communicate to connect. And, and so I love the fact that you introduced yourself in a, in a different way and that it gave me a glimpse into sort of your, your personal life and things that really drive you and what you're passionate about. Is that something that you recommend to folks as they're just sort of out and about and, and building community? Absolutely. Because when you think about connection, we don't connect on, oh, we have the same job. That's great. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't have energy. And even I love what I do. And I'm passionate about what I do. And yes, there can be some form of connection there, but that's not what we really connect on. What we connect on are common interests, our common experiences, our common values, our common causes, our common associations, our common people. That's where we're like, oh, yeah. You yeah. get me. You yeah. Know? <laughs> 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, it, and it's so interesting because one of the things I was in a conversation with um, some, I can't remember who it was recently. And we were talking about the whole notion of how important it is, especially in workplaces and workspaces that people connect with one another, because oftentimes people, you may not like what you do, but if you, as long as you like who you're doing it with, you're willing to stay the long haul. And so that connection is so critically important. That's a really great point because there's actually statistics around this mm-hmm. where if you have close work relationships, you have a higher predictor of happiness on the job and your productivity will increase by 50%. Mm. Because we don't work for for organizations, we right. work for people. Yeah. And we don't quit organizations either, right? We quit the people. Right. And if you want to have people who want to work with you, who want to work for you, then that's what I call connected cultures, right? Mm. And connected leaders. Connected cultures. I love it. And especially because, you know, it's so funny with technology and all these other things, you would imagine that we've got so many ways to really be connected, but we live in an age that I think so many people are disconnected, despite the fact that we have so many um, tools and resources available to us. And so it's that authentic authentic connection that I think so many people are hungry for. I think it's just our human psyche is that we need that in order to survive. There's, you're hitting all these points that you don't even know that you're hitting. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that because you have this intuition around it. Yeah. And I'm going to give you the research behind your intuition because you are right. Um, there is not only an epidemic of social isolation, mm-hmm. there's an impact to our mortality. And studies have shown that there is a greater impact on your mortality of social isolation, isol- I can't say that word, <laughs> social isolation <laughs> and loneliness than there is for obesity. Oh, wow. So, yeah, loneliness is going to kill you faster than being overweight. Wow. And oh my it will goodness. kill you. It will kill you equivalently to as if you smoke fifteen cigarettes a day for ten years. Wow! I did not mm-hmm. know that. That is extraordinary. And so, how do and we? Scary. How do we counter that? Because we know, okay. So, from what you said about smoking, it's like, okay, I just quit smoking. About obesity, okay, I t- changed my diet. But what are some like practical ways? And we're totally going off what I like. Off, off script of what I really want to talk to you about. So we'll circle back to what I actually want to talk to you about in one second. But what are practical ways that outside of quitting smoking and, and changing diet, like how do people circle back to this? Okay, how do I address my social isol- isolation? Well, one of the things you mentioned before is that we have all these channels to communicate over. Mm-hmm. The more channels that you connect with one person on, the deeper that connection becomes. Mm-hmm. So if you met somebody in person, you can follow up with them online. If you uh, had a phone call with somebody, maybe you can get to a coffee. You want to create more points of connection, more channels of communication. Um, and you want to think about um, your your circles, right? So there are people that you want to connect with in different areas of your life. And, and you realize that they've fallen off. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing I will challenge every listener to do right now is think about that one person. And I know that somebody came to mind for everybody. There's somebody I went to high school with that mm-hmm. just came to mind for me. Um, and I want you to just find their information somewhere, somehow, because it's all online. Right. And send a little note saying, thinking about you, or it's been too long, or I just remembered this story, or some little way to say, hey, remember me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the coolest thing I did this recently, I actually went to my high school reunion. I'm not telling you what year it was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but it but it was a big one, and it was a high school reunion, and it was a really disappointing turnout. Mm. And I then went home, and I found all these pictures of my grammar school, you know, the grade pictures. Mm-hmm. And I posted them on Facebook, and I tagged everybody who I was connected to. I got over 250 comments on this post. Wow. And it was this amazing conversation that we had with all the people we went to grammar school with. And as a result, I reconnected with my best friend from grammar school who's now living in California who I haven't spoken to or seen in person since college. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Uh, And so... It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like those moments that makes you feel connected. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that you're with somebody all the time, but it's, it's those moments that we can create for ourselves. Wow. That's beautiful. That is so, that is so cool. So I'm inspired to go home and hop on Facebook and connect with my classmates. And then you got to tell me who you connected with. I want to hear all these stories because I'll share them. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So now I know, Michelle, you are an author of multiple books, but one of your, um, the projects that you, or actually it's a book, The Connector's Advantage is actually a book, correct? The Seven Mindsets. Mm -hmm. So we talk about the seven mindsets to grow your influence and impact. And, and, you know, we live in a time and space where, oh, influencers, it's all the rage, right? Everybody wants to be an influencer. It's so funny. Um, a very dear friend of mine, actually the CEO of my, of my um, company, her son's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be an influencer. It's so fun to hear this. But so let's talk about what actually what you mean by growing your influence and impact. What does that look like in the business space? talk about the connector's advantage, at first I want to define that for people um, because I want them to understand what we're influencing and what, and, and what the impact is because you're defining it. A connector is somebody who prioritizes relationships in their interactions and in everything that they do, business, personal, whatever it is, they put the relationship first. That is the mindset uh, or the definition of a connector. Mm-hmm. And the connector's advantage is that whatever it is you're working on, becoming a YouTuber, having influence, you're going to get there faster, easier, and better with relationships, right? So the, the higher up on the connector spectrum you, you climb, the greater that advantage of faster, easier, better will be. And if you think about that YouTube example, well, the only way you're going to succeed is with those followers. Yeah. It's with people who want to interact and want to connect with you. So we have seven mindsets that embody the way a connector does this, the way they prioritize relationships. And it is, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned I have several books out. The, the book that um, The Connectors of Manchester follows is called The 11 Laws of Likeability. And my, my brother-in-law came into my office when I was writing the new book. And he said, well, what's the difference between networking, which the first book is about, and connecting? And I just kind of stared at him for a second because I had to think about it. I'm like, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. And I just said, networking is something you do, but a connector is who you are. Mm-hmm. And that actually became the last line of the book because I think people need to understand that a lot of times we, put, we flip that switch. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to network now. I'm going to go connect with people. And then you're done. You turn off your switch. But a connector doesn't have an on-off switch. It yeah. is it is an embodiment of who you are. So I'll share with you the seven mindsets, and then maybe you can pick one or two, and we can okay, we can awesome, yeah. So connectors are open and accepting. They have a clear vision. They trust. They believe in abundance. They are social and curious. They are conscientious, and they have a generous spirit. And hopefully, I got all seven of them. I don't know if you were counting. <laughs> I was writing, so I wasn't counting. And then when I heard "believe in abundance," I was like, "Ding, ding, ding! Love it! Want to drill down? Let's do it." <laughs> yeah, that is usually when people uh, are drawn to because it's 
different and it's challenging. Yes. Um, and the reason it's challenging is because scarcity is something that we're familiar with. Yes. We, we experience it. It's real. We know it. it. We can identify it. You know, scarcity could be in uh, finances. Like I grew up with scarce finances. Mm-hmm. Um, scarcity could be when I was in my early career. I'm actually a recovering CPA. So I spent 10 years in finance. Boom. Me and- too. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize that about you. See, we just had the, oh my God. Yes. Moment, right? Yes. And that makes us want to talk more. And this is, this is a prime example of why I share these things because that's where you have fun conversations. Absolutely. Um, and that's also what's going to make us get on the phone after this. Exactly. And get to know each other better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so when I started out in finance, there were no female partners at the mm-hmm. top of my firm. Mm-hmm. There was one female senior manager. It was at a time where women weren't even allowed to wear pants. And right. it was an unwritten rule. You mm-hmm. know, forget about the, you know, you should see my nails right now, but you know, you could even wear red <laughs> nail polish. I mean, it was yes. um, <laughs> a little in the blue with the design on them. Right. Um, and so nobody wanted to work for this female partner because she was awful to women because her mindset was scarcity. Mm. There is only going to be room for one at the top. It's going to be me and I'm going to step on all of you to get there. Mm-hmm. That's that's the scarce mindset. We're very protective or defensive. We're comparing ourselves against other people. Mm-hmm. So an abundant mindset is the opposite of that. It's not that everything's going to be great and we're all going to be partners together. No, it's the idea that it can be different than it is now. No, there's no female partners now, but that's not to say there can't be more than one, that there can't be a change. Um, it's the belief in the possibility of it being better, of it being different. Uh, and and it's hard, right? So I like I know you like practicality, so I'm going to give you a couple of practical ways that you can start to adopt a mindset of abundance. Okay. Um, and the first is not to compare yourself with other people. Mm. You don't need to evaluate yourself against others. And you want to be able to recognize and see the value you bring to whatever that situation is. You know, so for example, you're a podcaster and I'm sure that you know other podcasters and you might say, hey, any great guests, can you give me some names? And a scarce mindset would be like, well, no, because then, you know, I don't, I'm not special. Right. Because my, 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 but it's not your guests that make you special. It's you, your personality, your energy, the way you interview, the way you connect with your audience. Mm -hmm. And so the guest is going to be different on your show than they will be on another show. Right. So an abundant mindset says, sure. I don't have competition. I have strategic partners. I have allies and alliances, Mm -hmm. right? I have now a referral partner who can send me great guests. That's an abundant mindset. And I I just love that because I I am a person that operates out of that lens or from that lens of abundance as well. Because I think that so much of the ills of the world right now are because of this um, the scarcity mindset. And so um, I definitely appreciate appreciate that. And now you said open and accepting. I love that one too because I spend a lot of work in the diversity and inclusion space. And so give me something to help us to better understand the whole um, the mindset around being open and accepting. So when we think about open and accepting, one of the things I want you to think about is our tendency to identify and recognize our differences very quickly mm-hmm. and not to, and to call them out, mm-hmm. right? Some differences are very obvious and, and that makes that isolation. But I want you to like do detective work and think about, well, I want to find the similarities, right? Mm-hmm. We just found one. Mm-hmm. And I want to call out the similarities mm-hmm. rather than calling out the differences. So um, that is one of the ways to find connection through that diversity. Love it. Um, when we think about open and accepting, the other thing I want to mention is that when we talk about being open and accepting, it is not just accepting of others, but accepting of ourselves. And it is not just being open to 
the connection, but it's open to being wrong about our interpretations about others. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you know, you know this. We tend to draw conclusions very quickly. This is a not a bad thing. This is natural human nature. We don't feel bad about it. We all do it. Right. Um, and it's a great it's a great feel. You can take information in, assimilate it, and draw a conclusion. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. When I say be open and accepting, I want you to be open to the possibility that you're wrong with mm-hmm. that conclusion. Mm-hmm. I want you to look for contrary information. I want you to question the conclusion. I want you to, and I put I put in the book some questions to help you do this because a lot of times what we do once we draw that conclusion is we take in all the future information through that lens to prove ourselves right. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't allow ourselves the possibility of being wrong. And that's how to stay open. Oh my gosh. You need to like, um, like drop a massive shipment of these books, um, in Washington, DC, because <laughs> <laughs> with the political climate and everything else that's going on, this whole notion oh. of being open to the fact that you might be wrong, you know, you might be wrong yeah. and, and it's okay to, to be wrong. And so, so wow. Wow. This has yeah. been amazing, amazing, Michelle. And I wish we had more time. This is awesome. If if anyone is listening in to this conversation and they're interested in either just connecting with you or grabbing one or all of your books, what's the best way for folks to reach you? The easiest place to start is my website, which is Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, Tillis, T-I-L-L-I-S, Letterman, L-E-D-E-R-M-A-N.com. From there, you can get to my YouTube channel. I do a video series called Success Shorties. I have a blog on there. You can link into me. That's my favorite social media platform. But there's also the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram. Oh, God, there's a million of those things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And if you go to my website, um, you can put your email address in, and I have a whole gift pack. Uh, you can actually even go to the gift pack page. It's michelletillsletterman.com slash gift pack. And I give away a couple chapters of, um, you know, one chapter from each of the books and wow. uh, lots of goodies and giveaways because I believe in trying to add value. So I would love to hear what show you heard me on and, and connect with me. Awesome. Well, Michelle, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time. And I just wish you extraordinary success. And thank you for just the gift of you that you're sharing, not only with the Boost Podcast community, but with so many people. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot essential.